Hey, welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today we're going to take on the challenge of what happens when a customer tells you, look, I'm happy with my current supplier. No, thank you. Thank you very much. In other words, what do we do when a customer is already happy with their current supplier, or at least perceives that they're happy with their current supplier? What do we say? What do we do? So let's do two things. Let's talk about what you say first, and then I'm going to back up and talk about what's really going on in that customer brain. Now, one quick retort that you can give when somebody says, hey, look, I'm happy with my current supplier. You first acknowledge and says, well, I'm glad you're happy with your current supplier. Then you ask the following question. Mr. Customer, in business, isn't it always good to have options? Now, what do you think your customer is going to say when you say that? Well, they're going to say, of course, it's always good to have options, which you're going to then respond with. Well, that's all I'm offering here is an option. So if one day down the road, hopefully not, but if you do need an option, I want you to know about our product. So you jump into your product presentation. In other words, by simply making them acknowledge that having options is not a bad idea, it opens them up to listen to your presentation. So that's a great approach. So now, if that's the quick flip, I call that a flip, when you can actually just turn it around and really get into the conversation, let's really talk about what is it that the customer's thinking? What's going on inside that customer brain? Now, we all know the iceberg analogy, and I'm going to use this as a touch-off point. The iceberg analogy says basically you can only see part of the iceberg, but the majority of it is underwater. Like customers, like icebergs, no different. Sometimes our customers tell us that the reason they're happy with their current supplier is because that's an automatic response. They may say something like this also, like, you know, well, now, now's not a good time, Victor. Have you ever heard that one before? A customer says, hmm, now's not a good time. Or how about this one? You know, Victor, I like your offering, but it's, it's not in my budget. Or, you know, you know, what we have now, Victor, is good enough. Thank you very much. But, you know, we're happy. You know, we're satisfied. We're okay with what we have. Now, this is what they're saying logically to you. These are the logical excuses of why they don't want to change, right? But now, like the iceberg, let's look at what's below the surface of that iceberg. In this case, what's below the consciousness of the buyer? The logical part is, now's not a good time, not in my budget, you know, our system is good enough. That's the logical. But what's the psychological excuses that they're using? Well, I think there's three parts. There's three reasons why customers will push back, subconsciously why they will push back. And if we can address these issues, all three of them, we're more likely to change their mind when we respond with, in business, isn't it good to have options? And as soon as they say yes, you'll jump into your presentation. But as you jump into your presentation, you need to deal with these three psychological excuses. Excuse number one, the brain experiences pain when it has to change. I know that sounds like a rhyme, it wasn't meant to be, but the brain does experience change when it has to make a change. See, the brain is risk averse, it doesn't want to change. Think about your own behaviors. When somebody says, hey, you need to make this change and you're just not ready to make it, your brain experiences pain when you have to make a change. And most people would rather do nothing and get it wrong than do something and get it wrong. Let me say that again because this is important. The majority of people would rather do nothing and get it wrong than do something and get it wrong. 
Because when they do something, take action, and they get it wrong, they have buyer's remorse, regret, I should have done it, maybe I, I know I shouldn't have changed. So there's the pain associated with the possibility of being wrong. So the first thing we have to do is to really empathize with the customer. Let them know that we know it's hard to make a change. We've been there, we've done that. So the first part is to empathize with your customer. Mr. Customer, you know, I understand that change is very hard. It is for all of us. But in the long run, if I can show you the benefits of my product or service, I think you'll learn that that brain pain that you have is nothing compared to what could happen if you don't do anything. So again, acknowledge their pain. Second thing that's going on in their mind, they're magnifying the effort. Oh, this is good. Listen carefully. They're magnifying the effort. In other words, they're thinking that this change is going to require a lot of time and effort. In their brain, they're magnifying how much time and effort this is going to cost them, right? So I'll give you a personal story. I remember I had a leaky faucet, right? In one of the bathrooms, I had a leaky faucet. And I did everything to avoid doing it, right? Now, I didn't want to call a plumber. Okay, I'm too frugal for that. I can do that myself. But I also know that, you know, this is going to require some effort. Now, how did I arrive at the conclusion that this was going to require a lot of effort? Well, because I've had past experiences with plumbing, much like you probably, and all of a sudden, it's never a clean decision, right? There's never just replace this, put it in, and everything works. If you mess with one thing, something else goes wrong, right? That's been my plumbing experience. And because that's been my plumbing experience, I was viewing this task through that prism. In other words, I was using my past experience to cloud my judgment on how long it would take. And you know what happened? When I finally got around to doing it, like two months later, I'm embarrassed to admit, guess what? It took about 10 minutes to make the change. I lived with a leaky faucet for more than two months, and all I had to do was stop, repair it for 10 minutes. And the reason I didn't do it is because my brain was magnifying the effort. Magnifying the effort is another way of also causing the brain some pain. I'd rather not mess with it, leave it alone, let it drip, as opposed to try to do it and then it goes really wrong. But again, I was basing my decision-making process on past experience. And your customers may be doing the same thing. Maybe they had a bad experience last time they changed something over. And so you need to make them feel good about working with you. Let them know how smooth this is going to be. Okay? So again, magnifying the effort, our job is to minimize the perceived effort of how long it's going to take. So we talked about how the brain hates change. We talked about how the customer magnifies things based on past experience. The last piece is the customer is wondering, how is this going to impact my business? You know, you know how will this change change things? You know, and by how much? You know, what new issues are going to crop up? In other words, they're magnifying in their brain again in a different way what might happen, and they're thinking negative. Most people don't think about positive outcomes more. They like to think about the negative outcomes, what's going to go wrong. So your job is to present, let's say, case studies. Let the customer know. Say, Mr. Customer, we've worked with customers just like you who have a similar setup in a similar industry, have the same workflow, and here's what we did for them. And here's how it worked. Here's phase one, here's phase two, here's phase three. Not a big deal. We're used to doing this type of work. 
When you can talk like that to a customer, it calms their brain down. And again, what you're trying to do is reduce that risk aversion. And the only way to do that is by addressing the magnified effort, but also the impact of how much is going to change. And you're going to say to them, look, we know what's going to happen. We've done this so many times. We can predict with certainty what's going to happen, how long it's going to take, and what the impact will be. And then if you really want to make their brain calm down, you offer some type of guarantee. My friends over at Rollins Orkin, the pest control company, they offer something called a triple guarantee. Basically, it goes like this, three parts. If you call and you need help, within two hours, somebody will respond with a call. And within 24 hours, a technician will be on site to service you. How's that? That's the first part of the guarantee. The second part of the guarantee is that they'll reimburse any loss you may have. So, for example, if you own a restaurant and customer sees a cockroach, runs out the door, well, guess what Orkin will do? Orkin will not only pay for that customer's tab, they'll send them an apology letter and then invite them back to eat on their own tab. Hmm, that's the second part of the triple guarantee. The third part is a money-back guarantee. If you're not happy within the first 60 days, we'll give you your money back. And in fact, if you're still not happy after 60 days, they'll actually give you money to actually go hire somebody else. That's the triple guarantee. And see, Orkin has figured out that by, again, reducing the risk on the customer side allows you to make the sale more effectively. So again, when you're presenting to a customer and they say they're happy with their current supplier, you're going to say, Mr. Customer, in business, isn't it always good to have options? They're going to say, yes. Well, then you're going to say, well, that's all this is. We're offering an option. And just make sure that when you get into your presentation, remember, the brain pain Again, based on change. Second, they magnify the effort. Your job is to minimize the effort. Let them know that it's not going to be that bad. In terms of impact, let them know that not only have you dealt with this problem before, you've solved it effectively, and on top of that, you have some type of guarantee. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care.